Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 276 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. Back in episode 212 in August of 2020, I interviewed Paige Tons. Paige is a girl athlete mindset mentor. So what is a mindset mentor? As a mindset mentor, Paige helps girls handle the strains of playing sports along with internal and external pressures. Today we get an update on how Paige helps young ladies in their sporting adventures. Oh, and we also get some recruiting advice from Paige. Paige played college softball at Northwestern University from 2011 to 2014. Let's get into how Paige got to be a catcher for the Wildcats, and then to being a blogger, a podcaster, and an owner of her own business as a girl athlete mindset mentor. Also, I had a little trouble with my microphone on this interview, so bear with me. Welcome back, Paige. Thanks for having me. I was so excited when you asked me to come back on, so I'm glad to be here. Well, you are our second uh, second time interviewee. The other one used to live with me, Parker. I've, I've had him on twice, and now I've had, had you on twice. <laughs> I'm sticking with the Northwestern theme. On We got to stick together. It's been a little bit over a year since uh, we got together. So, uh, Paige, give us a summary of uh, what your girl athletic mindset mentorships and their services uh, do for uh, for girls. Um, I still have my signature program, which is the Confident Athlete, and that's my my most popular program. That's where I'm teaching girls, girl athletes, the mental side of the game, mental training skills and tools and things that they can use in their practices and games. And not only their practices and games, but even beyond that um, in school and their relationships with family at home, all sorts of things. So um, that's my main program. And then I also have um, this exciting new tool that I came out with called Game Ready Confidence, which we can kind of talk a little bit more and, and go into detail about that. But mostly just working with girls and continuing to help them build their confidence, showing up and being the best versions of themselves. And um, I'm still working on growing and, and sh- impacting more girls and families and things like that. So that's kind of my biggest focus right now. Why do you kind of uh, specialize in, in girl uh, mentorship? Yeah, so I, I decided to specialize in the girls and working specifically with girls, mostly because I just felt like I could relate to them on a really uh just like a whole different level than I, than I might be able to with boys and guys. And I think that, you know, of course the the guys should be practicing the same kinds of things. And I could most definitely work with guys on this, you know, in what I do, but I just felt like I had this really, this really unique and special uh, relationship with the girls and working with the girls. I think it's something about, you know, I I look like them. I've been in their shoes. I, I sound like them. I've had the same struggles and things like that. Just being a girl growing up, um, a teenager, a teenage girl too. And um, that's why I really specifically work with the girls. I definitely. Well, that's good. And, and you've got a new, you mentioned the new product or uh, program that you do, the, the uh, Game Ready Confidence program. Tell us more about it. Yeah, Game Ready Confidence. 
I'm super excited about this because it's a really easy to implement yet incredibly impactful tool. So what it is, it's a mental pregame routine. And it's it's really simply just some journaling questions um, with a little bit of visualization at the end if they're open to working on that as well. But it's it's helping the athletes prepare mentally and not only physically. Because a lot of times we just we just show up for warm-ups, right, with our team. And we uh, you know, we're warming up our bodies physically, but we're never really like warming up our brains and like setting the tone and stating like how we want to show up for that weekend or for that game, setting intention going into that is really helpful for the girls. And also like allowing us to release any things that we're letting or like that we're holding on to, or when we do mess up or when we do fail in a game, like what's the plan? What am I going to remind myself? And those are some of the things that we walk through in that mental pregame routine called game ready confidence. So that's all of game ready comp it's and it's takes five minutes I know that if there's just like too much or it's too long or too complicated then it's not going to get done but it's simple but really really effective in building confidence before games and then the cool little thing is when you go to to buy game ready confidence from my website you get this one-time option to add on a pre-game guided visualization that's um you know, recorded by me. So I'm taking them through a visualization to mentally prepare for their game as well. So it's kind of like a cool combination of doing some journal work and some mental prep, and then also doing a little bit of visualization before they start their game. And you mentioned this program is something that uh, a student athlete can buy. Can tell us about all the things that they can uh, get from you, uh, both free and things that they, they can purchase from you. Game Ready Confidence is $19. And then you can add on the visualization, the guided visualization for $9. So it's a relatively like affordable product to try out, test out, see how it works, um, but also have like uh, big changes in how you're showing up for your game. And then my free resource, actually I have a couple of free resources. I have the self-talk practice, which is really popular because that's one of the things we're we really struggle with as athletes, right? Is what we say to ourselves and what we're thinking about ourselves. We're typically our own worst enemy. So really working on shifting our thoughts and shifting our self-talk and having better self-talk because if we don't practice it, before the games or outside of games and even outside of practice, it's going to be really difficult to do when the pressure is on. So just like any physical practice and getting reps in and doing your drills and things like that, self-talk is the same. We have to really work and practice the self-talk so that you can get better when that pressure is on or when you're in those moments or game is on the line kind of thing. So that's a free download. You can download that one for free. So then we have the game ready confidence, which is the $19 one. And then um, my program, the confident athlete, which I talked to, I touched on a little bit in the beginning. Uh, it's kind of like that all inclusive, the full blown package of we're doing like coursework, but we're also having live calls. So it's kind of a hybrid of things and really working on you know, long-term lasting confidence and uh, believing in themselves and how to, how to create that confidence. Um, That's the confident athlete program. 
and it, it ranges from like a couple of different costs. You can pay monthly or you can pay six months in advance. Um, and I have a couple of different payment plans as well that range it from $97 to $197. So there's a couple of different options there. And, and what is your website? Yeah, my website is Paige Tons, my name, P-A-I-G-E-T-O-N-Z.com. And what are some other uh, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, what oh, are some yeah. other ways to get a hold of you? I'm glad you said that because I do have more free resources there too. So I have a free Facebook group just for parents. It's called Confidence for Your Athlete. And in that Facebook group, I, I hop in there. I'm in there all the time, but, um, I'm posting at least once a week with, I share some sort of tip or tool or inspiration or things that these parents can bring to their athletes to help them be the most confident versions of themselves as, as athletes. And I even have parents in there that, you know, have sons, they don't, they don't only have daughters too. So that's, that's helpful. What, and what ages do you kind of, uh, specialize in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I work with girls anywhere between about 10 to 18 years old. And actually, that's starting to expand a little bit because I've been working with some girls who were 17, 18. And now they're, I have a couple of girls who are in college. So that's kind of neat, too. So kind of expanded into that college realm a little bit as well. But most of my girls, like I would say the sweet spot of girls that I work with are um about 12 to 15 uh, in that like middle school, uh, junior high, uh, preteen to the early high school years. I would say I have the most girls in that age range, but I do have girls that range from 10 to 18. With Recruit Me and the Athletic Scholarship Podcast, you know, we, we're trying to get kids to go from their high school to college, but your program is good for any age because you just want to make uh, the athletic experience positive. Mm-hmm. And self doubt yourself, you're going to not not play your sport that, that you love. Uh, and uh, so it doesn't matter whether you go on to college to play, you just want to make it uh, uh, beneficial uh, to have that experience in athletics that I think we both had and you went you went on and played uh, in college. But uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be just for the college bound type of uh, student athlete. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, what I love about the recruiting side of things like I'm always super interested and I'm always trying to bring in resources for my girls that want to play at the next level in college. But I, it kind of holds dearly to my heart because the recruiting process was pretty stressful for me. And I just remember so much doubt and fear of, you know, what if I don't go to the place I want to, or, you know, if I don't go here, then I'm this like big failure. What will people think? And it was just, it was, it was a lot to handle for me um, in high school. And I just remember, you know, wanting it so bad, but not really knowing what that was going to look like. And I would, I would put so much pressure on myself that I don't think I was performing at the level that I, I could have and that what was possible for me out on the field. So something I really, I, I really hope and something that really helps the girls it that I created was my programs and teaching them how to create confidence and how to show up confident and play the, the way that they've, you know, been training even when the pressure is on, even when these college coaches are out watching and recruiting and things like that so that they can put themselves in the 
best possible opportunities and situations. And I felt like that was a big missing piece for me when I was growing up. And I think if I would have really worked on the mental game more, that it would have made that recruiting process so much more enjoyable and fun, which is the way it's supposed to be. And even just playing, you know, the game and being an athlete, like, you should love the game and you should enjoy it. And it should be fun. That's the whole reason that we play sports. And of course it's, you know, the competitive side, because trust me, I'm like one of the most competitive people ever, but it should still be fun and something that we enjoy doing. Not if you don't succeed then today, then like your life is (laughs) life is over, which is what it felt like sometimes when, uh, when I would fail growing up. And sports is very failure oriented. I mean, very few of us bat a thousand, very few of us, uh, you know, shoot a hundred percent. So it's learning to deal with that, that uh, failure and re- and recruiting, you get said no a lot too. The more you, the more you stick your neck out, the more no's right. you get because you really, you know, boils down to maybe three or four schools in the long run. So, uh, and, and, and as you go into life, I sold cars for a living. Well, if mm-hmm. I talked to 10 people, I had, you know, seven or eight people tell me no. And yeah. So you had to learn to deal with that and uh, failure, I guess, if you want to call it failure and uh, and not take it personally. You had to you know, kind of go on because uh, sometimes that's hard for especially a, a, a young person that has been successful at uh, coach pitch or youth softball or youth volleyball. They've, they've been uh, they've been the star and then all of a sudden they get mixed in with uh, in high school or in college. And it's hard to deal with not being the best sometimes. Yeah. And and just like how to handle those failures, how to move through them, how to not get stuck on them. I mean, that's like everything that I'm, I'm working on teaching these girls in my programs and then trying to instill in them because not only in just sports is like you said, you know, being a car salesman or uh, having different careers and jobs, there's going to be no's and there's going to be roadblocks and it's just how you handle them and how you work on them. You know, a lot of that has to do with your self-talk and what you're telling yourself after. Cause if you're just beating yourself up, it's going to hard. It's going to be hard to like keep taking those next steps or moving up the ladder or whatever that looks like for whoever it is. And you mentioned uh, you, you played college softball and uh, we give a lot more information back on our, on our past episode, which was uh, 212. That was way back in August of 2020. So you're, uh, you know, everybody's welcome to go back and I'll have a link in my show notes to, to get you to that uh, interview. Give us a rundown, kind of some specifics on on your recruiting experience, uh, you know, on maybe how you ended up at Northwestern all the way from Arizona, uh, yeah. how, how you uh, how you decided to go there and, and got on their radar. Yeah, absolutely. I know everyone's like, wait, you are from Arizona and you ended up at, at Northwestern? They're always curious, like how that happened. Um, but I was I was really open to going anywhere and ex- just having some different experiences because I had, you know, been at home for this entire time. And I always encourage girls to look at that um, or if anyone's looking at going to school out of state or somewhere a little bit further away, because it's four years where you get to go explore and have and experience something totally new. But yeah, my my recruiting journey was a little interesting. I um I hadn't had any offers until my fall season of my senior year. Um, I had gone on a visit to South Carolina, and they um, offered me to come. Um, an amazing school. It was incredible. Uh, but I just wasn't sure if it was like the place for me. Like deep down, I just didn't know, which was 
interesting because it was everything I wanted. It was a, a, a big division one school, a big program, all of these things, but I just wasn't sure if that was where I belonged. And um, so I hadn't given them an answer right away. I went through, it was winter, then it was spring, and I still hadn't yet committed, which I was a little stressed out. I just wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't have any other offers. I had that one single offer. And going into my spring season of my senior year, which is like most people have signed, most people know where they're going at that point. It just so happened that Northwestern was looking for a catcher. And I believe they had a injury, which opened up a space for, um, they needed a a catcher at my age. So uh, Kate Drohan, the head coach at Northwestern actually came out to my high school softball game, which for those of you in the recruiting process know that that's not very normal (laughs) for a coach to come out to the high school game. Typically it's all done at, you know, showcase tournaments and club tournaments and things like that. So she came out to my high school game and you guys know that I'm, I'm from Arizona. Of course, the day (laughs) that she comes out, it pours and rains and our game is rained out. So, and it never rains in Arizona. So that was unfortunate, but we ended up having like this makeshift practice and bullpen and things like that. So she could kind of see, um, just like the way that I played and my skills, which actually probably was really great for me because, you know, just like, you know, having that game time pressure, I wasn't great at that. Um, I felt like I, like I was saying earlier, I had a lot of doubts and fears at which, um, didn't allow me to really play to my full potential, especially in games. Um, so, uh, we had a, we had some conversations. I ended up going on a visit and I remember going on the visit alone because it was um, short notice and my parents hadn't gone with me. And I remember Kate dropping me off at the airport after talking, they had offered me, um, a spot there. She's like, talk to your parents, you know, see what you guys are thinking. And I remember calling my parents sitting in the airport after she had dropped me off being like, okay, this is where I want to go. Like, this is where I belong. This is where I want to spend my next four years. The rest was history. (laughs) So how how did they end up, the two schools that you talked about, how did they end up finding you? Was it word of mouth? Had you reached out to them? Had you had high school or summer coaches reach out? How did, how did they find out about you? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I don't remember how South Carolina, Carolina found me. I don't know if it was at a recruiting tournament. One of the club pitchers on my team, um, she was going to Northwestern. So I think it was a a connection there. And her dad was our, our club coach. So I think he had just mentioned that, you know, I, I still wasn't committed. So it was kind of like, um, they reached out looking for some prospects and I just happened to be available. So did you have uh, some parameters of what you wanted in a college? Uh, did you have a school list out or did, did uh, this all just kind of happen by circ- uh, happenstance? I I only went through the steps and the process of, you know, creating my, you know, top list of schools and what I wanted. I knew that I was open to going to um, different places. I wouldn't say this is super important now. And I I wish that I would have been more open to other levels of school, not only division one, or just like 
the, you know, the big division one schools, but I, I did have like dreams and goals of going to a big division one school. And then academics was also really important to me. Um, I was a, a fairly decent uh, student in school and um, wanted to challenge myself there and have those opportunities. The other thing is I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So that was uh, a little bit challenging just in the fact that, you know, the knowing what majors they had at Northwestern, that, that didn't really affect my choice at the time. Of course, you know, where I'm at now, I'm like, oh yeah, I would have done some things differently or studied some things differently. But I feel like that happens to a lot of us after going through school and experiencing life. So yeah, that was kind of the, the process I had gone through. You probably had a good relationship with your academic advisor, Parker and uh, Felicia, his academic advisor, or that's, that's like, they're like best buds. So one of the biggest lessons that I've learned that I like to pass down is to really have a lot of conversations and phone calls and meetings with people, not only just in the, in your school, but outside who, or maybe even like alum, that would be a great connection as well. But people who are doing things that interest you and just having conversations with them or going to shadow them for a little while and just seeing can I see myself doing something like this? Does this excite me? Um, because I just, I, did, I felt like I didn't really know how many opportunities there were, like what people were really doing in the real, real world. I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but like, I didn't even know what like business consultants really were um, at the, when I was a freshman, sophomore, junior in high school. I, I just ha- didn't know about all of these different opportunities. I think I only knew of like, kind of like the basic career paths, I guess, if that makes sense. Well, Paige, give us a couple pieces of advice on maybe something that you did in high school or that you wish you would have done uh, to help in your recruiting process. Um, I think I would have seeked out some more help from people who have been recruited before me, whether those were athletes or coaches. Um, I think there's so many more resources today than there was when I was being recruited just with social media. I know a lot of, you know, a lot of people have services helping the helping through the recruiting process. So I would have most definitely reached out to some people who knew more really because I was, I'm the first child in my family. So my, this was the first time for me, my parents, um, and we're, you know, we're just doing the best that we can, but I, I wish that I would have reached out for more help and more resources and paid a little bit more attention to that process, if that makes sense. And I know a really good place that people could reach out to, that'd be uh, like recruit-me.com. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You know, in your business, you're trying to help people answer questions that uh, a lot of people ask and let them know that there's other people out there going through the same thing. And there's no reason to struggle through situations uh, athletically or mentally, either one uh, that that, that can be solved without uh, a lot of stress and strain. Yeah. And one of the best pieces of advice I've heard in the recruiting space is creating relationships with college coaches. And I never would have thought of it like that growing up and going through the process myself. You know, I was just trying to, you know, get in front of them or get their attention, but I never thought of it about like, I never thought of it in the concept of creating relationships and working on creating relationships with those 
with those coaches, if that makes sense. And I just did a podcast about things that are hard for a 16, 17 year old to do. And that one thing is talking to adults, reaching out to them and showing them that you can talk like an adult and be an adult. And college coaches are human, believe it or not. Uh, they don't just sit there and yell all the time. They, they uh, have a human side and they really do care about, uh, and, and high school coaches too. As a 16, 17 year old, that, that's hard to do. I mean, tell everybody again, how do they get a hold of you? And um, uh, if they want to uh, get in on your products, what they need to do. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find all of my free resources and even like the game ready conference, the, that mini product um, and tool on my website, phtons.com. And then um, I'm super active uh, and always hanging out on Instagram as well. So um, that would be a great place to come and hang out and just kind of get to know me a little bit. We appreciate you coming on. And if you come up with any new products or anything, let me know and uh Good, good luck with uh, not only your business, but you are newly, uh, you're a newlywed. So uh, congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Navigating new chapters of life over here too. I'm always learning and growing too. <laughs> we, we all are. Well, thank you for coming on, Paige. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Back on episode 265, I started a series from the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. Appendix F of the Recruit Me 3.0 system is how to study and make the most of your time. We have covered the value of a schedule, when to study, where to study, the SQ3R method of study, reading tips, taking note tips, and taking exam tips. This week we jump into two power studying tips. The following tips have been proven to be extremely powerful guides for organizing, thinking, studying, and learning in college. They represent the best advice of successful college students. They can also work for high school students. Tip number one, study space. Tips for study space. Your study space should be as quiet and comfortable as possible. Avoid studying in noisy places such as cafeterias, recreation rooms, or lounges. When studying, keep a wastebasket handy. Have a consistent place for everything, and above all, keep it there. Have everything needed to study handy beforehand. Do not waste valuable time looking for books, notes, or other information. After you have assembled the items you need, put them where you can reach them easily. Powerful study tip for study habits. Begin studying no less than 30 to 90 minutes after a meal. Never study within 30 minutes of going to sleep. Prioritize. Make a list of what you intend to study. Prioritize the list and stick to it. If possible, study no more than 30 to 45 minutes at a stretch. Many students retain more by studying for short periods with breaks in between. It all depends on what you're trying to study, but generally, after a period of study, take a break. Take study breaks away from your desk or wherever you are studying. Let the break time be a time to think about other things. Use some break time to reflect, but not constantly reviewing what you have just studied. Next week, we will have some more power studying tips. Thank you for listening, and join me next Tuesday on your favorite podcast app or on recruit-me.com. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.